The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young is presented by Morton. Morton is a world-class fueling company that is used by the likes of Iliad Kipchoge, Molly Seidel, Mo Farah, Lex and Leo Young, and is even the official fuel sponsor of the Boston and Berlin Marathons, two of the world majors every single year. And in addition to this, Morton is used by the vast majority of endurance professional athletes due to the fact that Morton has their scientific formula down to a T with their amazing hydrogel technology. I personally have had the opportunity to try out some of Morton over the past week and all I can really say is that this stuff is truly incredible. I was on a long bike ride the other day and popped one of their gels halfway through and immediately I felt so much better and in my head I thought no wonder so many of these professional athletes are using this product through training and through their races. It was actually used by Ilade Kipchoge the first time he broke two hours in the marathon. That was his fuel of choice as he was running 433 pace for 26.2 miles, which is truly mind-blowing. And as you'll hear throughout this series, Lex and Leo also use their products to stay optimally fueled for their training so that they can race at their highest level. You can click the link in the show notes to any of these episodes to see more about Morton's product. And you can go on their website right now. Uh, you can go moreton.com, which is spelled M-A-U-R-T-E-N.com to see all of their incredible products and listen to the episodes each week to hear about how Lex, Leo, and myself incorporate this incredible product into our training so that we are able and ready to race at our best level. So without further ado, let's get into today's incredible episode. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young. I'm your host, Dominic Schleter. I am the founder and host of the Running Effect podcast, which is the um, founding company of this series. And I am absolutely stoked that you have clicked on this episode. And I can't wait to document Lex and Leo's historic season um, this upcoming season. So in today's episode, Lex, Leo, and myself discuss a lot of different things. We recap both of their track seasons, their training up at Big Bear this summer, their outlook on their historic, amazing coach, Sean Brosnan, leaving the program, and so, so much more. We also talk about some fun stories from inflatable boat racing to poorly cooked meals at Big Bear. Um, So this is just a fun introductory episode to kick off some future episodes down the line, which we can't wait to do. So I hope you all enjoy the first ever episode of The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young. Lex and Leo, it's a pleasure to have you guys back on the podcast. This time, we're doing a new series called The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young. We'll be documenting your season this year all the way up through December. So first off, we got a lot to talk about today, but how are you guys doing? Pretty great. I think, uh, yeah, you, Leo, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling good. Good run this morning, and we're ready to chat. Awesome. So yesterday, we're recording this Monday, August 8th. Um, Yesterday, you guys announced that you will be committing to Stanford University for cross country and track and field, and of course, academically. So what was that like, kind of getting that off your chest? Because I'm sure you've thought extensively about that over the past months. And uh, what was it like to post that to social media? And I'm uh, sure receive an outpouring of support. Um, It's been it, it was it was pretty awesome. I mean, we've we've had the decision made for probably a couple weeks now. It was just a matter of figuring out how we wanted to release it. Mm-hmm. And um, it definitely feels great to have it all released. You know, we worked hard on the video. People seem to really like it. You know, uh, we posted about it on Instagram and stuff and everyone. It seems like the general 
running community is pretty stoked to see maybe Stanford develop into even more of like a superpower, maybe take on NEU in the couple in the coming years. But um, I think it's going to be super exciting. For yeah, sure. totally. It was really fun for us because we planned the announcement pretty meticulously just in how we were going to like the entire time. And we've been talking to colleges for probably a year now. So it was yeah. and we kept all of that just completely private. So we didn't want like we wanted it to be like just all we we didn't we wanted to make it as kind of surprising just like this release you know so we we hyped it up online and then we purposely made like the first half of our youtube video have no clues of where we're going <laughs> and then yeah yeah i thought that was super unique where it was like well they said nau or stanford but they aren't giving any clues as to which one and then the clip where you transition from normal clothes to stanford clothes i think yeah. many people commented about that that was super cool yeah and i think maybe yeah. going down the road we can do an episode specifically on the recruitment process and your guys's thoughts on it because obviously as you guys were kind of lying out in the video that was a decision that kind of impacts your life because college is a, a big way in which um, your life is decided so that was a big decision so maybe uh, in the in the coming weeks we can do a specific episode on choosing Stanford and all that went into that but today is more of an introductory podcast into the series so of course, when cross country begins is kind of as soon as track ends. So let's just kind of reca recap the track season. I know you, Lex, and Leo both had very separate track seasons. Some different things occurred. So maybe, uh, Lex, you want to go first. Take us through your track season and just some overlying thoughts of how you thought it went and uh, maybe some specific races that got you excited for this upcoming cross country season and maybe some things you were excited to go into the season with. Yeah, totally. So I guess... I started out the track season with a small little mile in Arizona that we that we put on that one. I ran 408. It was really just kind of like a, a predecessor to the 3K, just a way to do like kind of get back into the racing on the track. So it, it was good. It was a nice way to open it up. But then I think it was maybe two weeks later, we traveled to New York for the Dr. Sanders invite. We're in a 3K and kind of a college professional race. It was really exciting, really thrilling. Ended up coming out with, I think, 756. Seven, I think, which was really, really fast, faster than I anticipated, but also like I knew it was possible. So that was uh, a bit confidence inspiring, you know, helped me get excited for the, what was to come. I think after that, I really had my sights on that 5K. I knew that that would play to my strengths a little bit more. And I was really excited to get an opportunity to run that. And so then moving into the rest of the season, I ran a couple two miles. I think I ran another I don't know if I ran another mile before the end of the season, but then I ran the 5K in, uh, I don't know what month it was in, but it was uh, towards the end of the season, and that was over down at J. Sarah High School. It was super, it was a super fast 5K. I mean, there was, like, professional guys in the race, so they took it out exactly how we hoped it would go out. So it was, it was a pretty even pace the whole time, and I ran it crazy pr it was uh i mean jacob ingerpitson was in the heat after you yeah <laughs> that was cool. it was like 1343 and it was just like super i was super stoked with it and it really made me excited for like oh it's just like it, it was thrilling but um yeah and then i ended up finishing the season with a with a 401 mile which was which was pretty pretty great i think uh yeah it makes me excited for next year because i i think i'll definitely be able to trim a couple seconds off that next year 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. Leo, you want to give your thoughts on how your track season went and maybe some adversity that you faced and how cool it was to be able to kick off this cross-country season in June with a fresh start? Um, yeah, for sure. Well, I think as soon as the last cross-country season ended and we were just getting started with the track work, like immediately I had some in, some issues. It was in, I had some issues with like my right knee, at least that's where the pain was. But it just turned out to be a lot of like mechanical issues with like ankle mobility and hip, hip mobility, putting a lot of pressure on, um, ten, on like parts of my knee that shouldn't have been taking all the pressure. So that had me out for a long time, I think until probably, what was it, February? It wasn't until really February that I got it, that I was able to, or maybe late January that I was able to start training for track. And um, I think I kicked off my season somewhere in mid-February with the Sundown Series 2 mile. That was a lot of fun. Um, I finished second to Colin running like 839, which was super fun. I really liked that. That was definitely considering that I had only been training for a couple of weeks and I just got back into it. It was really confidence inspiring because it really like, I don't know, it was, it was fun to tackle the injury and then come back and run something really um, good like to start the season. And I felt really good after that going into the next races. We were able to do, Lex, I don't know if Lex mentioned it, the four by mile in um, New York. That was a lot of fun. That was a good uh, race because it was a big mental battle, a big mental battle because you're on an indoor track and uh, you're pretty much running it alone because it's a four by mile. Eight laps. Eight laps. People. Yeah, eight laps passing people alone. <laughs> but it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot, you know. Um, and then following that was... Let's see. Following that was oh, meet at the champions where we ran a mile. Colin paced us, Lex and I, through the first half of it or so, and then I finished it. And I finished through the 1600. I finished 359, and I finished four flat through the mile, which was a little bit painful. But I think I came out just about point, like about 600, 600 of a second faster than um, my well now old coach Sean's. Uh, all-time best in the mile so that was super exciting um that was a nice icing on the cake of maybe missing four was having a faster pr than him but um yeah then following that towards like that was now looking at like probably the end of march i got really really sick and just com it was completely debilitating and i tried to train through it but i kind of just like i literally i couldn't function like i the, i think the week going into arcadia i only went to school two days that week because i was just destroyed my parents took me to the ER and stuff. We didn't even know what was going on, but um, I turned out to be all fine after a couple, probably like after like a month or so of slow recovery and I was fine. And it was, that was really tough because I wasn't able to train at all. Eventually a little bit after Arcadia um, talking to coach Sean, I just had to eventually just call the training, stop that and just um, relax and just let my body recover. And that was like the most crucial um, part was just, letting myself recover from illness. And it's really, really tough when I'm used to running. I mean, prior to that, I probably hadn't not run more than like 15 days since I started high school. And that's, that's of course not considering the days when I would like cross train or something if I was injured, but like, I wouldn't do like active training. So it was like really, really weird to not be working out or running or even really exercising at all for that matter for such an extended period of time to make sure that I was completely fine. And that probably lasted until the end of May. And because of that, I felt really, really good by the end, you know, like I felt totally recovered, full of energy, ready to go. And it took, and then I was, it was nice because the whole goal was just get fit for big bear, like just get ready to hit the miles, the miles in big bear. 
So I had five, six weeks to build up. So I was able to do it super slow. It was super casual. It was so much fun. Um, I was doing the slow build up in Switzerland. And then by the time I got to Big Bear, I was really ready to pound it. So I think that the slow build up was, I think, something really good to experience because until this point in like my high school running, I haven't really had a proper break just to like kind of let my body reset in a sense. And then building up. Um, and then once I got to Big Bear, obviously, there was it was no more just, you know, relaxing and like casual running until I was ready. It was just go for it. Like, let's hit the miles necessary. Let's hit the workouts, the long runs, um, all of that. And it was that's a lot of fun. And it's really nice to kind of have that fresh start going into this coming cross season. And I'm super excited. Yeah. So what are the biggest lessons you learned about yourself during that time of adversity? Because I feel like, you know, you train so hard for these big goals of yours and then to have an outside source of something you didn't even really fully understand in the moment, knock you out. I'm sure that was tough. So what are the biggest lessons that you learned from that tough time? I think the biggest lesson that I learned is that like, from a training sense, like, like I'm not invincible. Like, before I would think, oh, if I'm sick, it doesn't matter how sick I am. I should still run through it because that'll be better for my training. The thing that I learned was that like, if you're really sick, like one day, like even there was a day in Big Bear where I was like completely sick, like I didn't have the strength to get out of bed. And uh, me, me a year ago, I probably would have tried to run that day. But instead, I just laid in bed, I recovered. And then three days later, I did my 12 mile long run and felt great. Like the biggest thing I learned was just relax and let yourself recover when you need to because it's going to make it so much better for when you're actually training and it'll actually and like one day of not running to recover is going to help so much in the long run of training and that's the same case back in the spring even if it was whatever month two months of nothing it helps me so much being able to come out now for the start of cross and just really go after it so Lex, Leo mentioned going up to Big Bear for the summer. Those who follow your YouTube channel, of which I'm sure many of our listeners do, will know that you guys were up there for about a month training hard at altitude. And I'll leave a link to some of the videos you guys made because those were uh, very, those did a great job of documenting the process. But can you kind of take our listeners behind the reason that you go to Big Bear and maybe um, how that month of training went and why it's important to you guys to go up there for a month and get all the, the solid work um, physically, but also team bonding and whatnot. Yeah, totally. Big Bear has, at least for the last three or four years, been a really crucial element to our success. It's It's been, I mean, every year we go up there for a month at the start of the season in the summer, which is not normal. Most high schools do not do that. So it was, I think it was tough at first for our coach to convince the parents, but then once we started doing it, it, it's become this annual tradition and it's really just a great place for all of the athletes to come together and train because it, we, we maintain, we get to stay kind of like internally focused while we're up there. We're just out in the mountains running, you know, there's not many distractions. You're pretty much just living to run when you're up there and you're all together living in the same house, doing everything together. So it's, it's great for team bonding because you're getting through like the training is not easy at all. I mean, it's like, it's sure it's summer training, but like you're running like some good miles, some hard workouts and like the altitude, it can get to you if you if you're not focused, you know, like if you don't focus on your sleep and your diet and your hydration, it can be easy to to become exhausted and tired, but it's easy to fall behind. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we work together as a team and you, you get very fit fast. You know, you by the end of the month, you're running some really good times you're feeling confident and then when you come back to sea level you, you start hammering some workouts and it's just a 
it's always a great way to start the season because you come in so strong and you come back down to sea level and you just you have this it just adds another layer of confidence when you're going into a race. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Maybe one for each of you. Lex, you can start, and then Leo, uh, you can share yours after Lex shares his. What's a favorite moment or memory you made this past Big Bear trip? So many good memories. I would say, but if I had to choose one of the favorites, I'd probably, I really enjoyed just uh, sailing around on our, we have this inflatable boat that we, we bought like three summers ago. It's, it, it's huge. It fits like four or five people, but we just we pump it up on the shore and then we take it out into the lake i'd say my favorite one of my favorite parts is probably sailing out into the lake and then some we even like dock up to the legit like buoys that the boats are supposed to dock up to and then we just sit out there in the middle of the lake oh one time yeah we were on that and then we we saw a buoy that was more desirable it was in a better location and we saw another boat that was sailing over to it so we were you know we're like we're committed to to getting that buoy so we undock from ours and then me and leo start just hauling it with our and there's paddles. A speed limit they can only go five miles per hour yeah but like so we're just like just going so fast rowing our just just absolutely just like working and we we beat the boat too and that boat has like it's huge and it's got a you know they've got like multiple engines so it was that was pretty fun the lady was a little bit annoyed that some little inflatable blow up raft with two oars beater but it was it's not that little it's like eight feet yeah but yeah it's it was decent that's always fun because you're just floating out there you feel it's just so relaxing that's awesome <laughs> leo how about you i think my favorite memories from this big bird trip maybe because sean is leaving is kind of just like hanging out with him in the house i think that i've always i always enjoy doing that on trips like chatting with him and i think it's a lot of fun especially like there's some there's one evening when like the girls team and some of the guys were cooking um chicken parmesan and they just did an absolute terrible job and i it was kind of mean from our point of view but sean and i were just kind of joking around and like making fun of them as they did it but um it was it was it was definitely it was it's definitely fun just chatting with them um because it's good to have it's good at least having like a coach that like you know coaches you really well but then also is like nice to chat with and hang out with and we'll hang out with the team too so i think that was probably one of my favorite um, memories from the trip was just like hanging out with the team and also Sean and what making fun of the girls' food. Okay, that's just an example. That's an example. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, that fun. was that was super fun. Okay, guys. So this is, I think, going to be a very big storyline of this series is that it's your first year in high school where you won't have your uh, very very amazing coach Sean Brosnan as your high school coach in this final year. Can you kind of take our listeners behind his decision process? I know he's come out with a video talking about it and some interviews, which I encourage people to check out. But from your point of view, which is what this series is about, take us behind um, that, that whole process and how you're feeling moving forward. Yeah. Well, I think we kind of all knew eventually Sean was going to have to move up to college. I mean, he's just, he's too good of a coach to remain in high school. I think he's proven that. So I knew it was kind of inevitable. It was just about when inevitable. it would happen. So obviously he wanted to wait another year to finish out the, ideally he would want to, you know, wait till next year and then go out so then he could coach our last year. But it was just too good of an opportunity because with UCLA, you know, he has this school that's very good academically. You know, it's a big name that he can use to pull athletes in. They have a good budget, you know, it's a good school. They're, they're definitely, uh, going to become a powerhouse in the future and it's close to home. So he's still living in the same place and he still gets to stay in California because he does like California and the waves and the the beaches. So 
it, uh, it was just, I mean, we all understand his decision. It's just, you know, I guess as, uh, was it from the, the Godfather? They gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. No, 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 don't say that. That's that's not that's not the don't right say context. That. An offer you can't refuse is when they threaten you yeah, with your I life know, and then I know. you sign the deal. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was just a really good opportunity for him to How move this, on. They gave him an offer he didn't want to refuse. Yeah. There you go. I I love the banter in this series already. It's awesome. Gives the listeners something to laugh about. Um, so like from a training perspective, which we'll definitely touch on in the series, Lex, you were kind of talking about, uh, you said, quote, big miles. You were putting in big miles and big bear. Uh, that has a nice ring to it. Sounds like a book. So can you take us behind some of the training that you were doing there? And also like personally um, on my own training, I feel like summertime is just awesome for like putting in more miles and like focusing more on running because you have more time to do so and specifically with you guys being up at big bear like obviously you can do other things like mess with big boats with your inflatable boat or do other fun stuff like that or like make videos but also like the reason why you're up there is to get fit and train so i'm sure you guys had a wonderful summer of training so take us behind like some of the miles you were putting in some of the workouts and just your overall mindset looking back on how the summer of training went yeah totally uh it's like roughly i mean we're not doing like a crazy amount of miles usually it was probably what like 60 to 64 so probably like 59 to 63 maybe like around like 62 63 miles a week so not like an insane amount but like it's a you know it's a solid solid training regimen and uh it just allowed us to you end up with that we're doing you know two two doubles a week and a 12 mile long run some usually like around eight miles for our normal runs and it's also like quality miles, you know, cause like you can increase your mileage, but if it's not quality, if you're not holding those same paces and feeling good while you're doing it, it's not going to benefit you. So we made sure to only increase it when we, if we could handle it. And we know we could, cause we held this mileage for most of uh, last season. So it was, uh, yeah, we had some good workouts. I mean, we run a lot of, we'd run, we would do a lot of hilly runs just to build some more strength. I mean, it was uh it's not easy at altitude. I think you notice the altitude a lot on the hills. Also on tempos, we would do. Uh, you want to take us through the tempos, though? Yeah, yeah, we do a tempo usually like every Friday up at altitude. And um, generally speaking, it would consist of four miles of volume. And the nice thing about Big Bear is we have four weeks, so we kind of just ease ourselves into like a tempo straight through just to get ourselves going. Um, that way, it can still be a decent pace. So like the first week, I think it was probably – Actually, the first week I was sick. <laughs> the first week I had a little bit of a cold or something. I just that was the time where I like couldn't even get out of bed, so I didn't do that tempo. But um, most say like the second, third week stuff like that. It was just like maybe three miles and mile or two mile then two mile. But the last week's just four miles straight through. And the whole concept of that is like the tempos of Big Bear are definitely a lot harder than down here because we're going almost the same pace. But it's like that's like your hard workout of the week, and that's the goal is to hit it well and just to stay strong through it. It really teaches you to push when things get difficult. Um, and I think by the end of the, by the end of the month, we did like four miles. It was something like, well, how, how long, how, what did it take us? Like 2010 or something? Something around there. Like something 20. like that. It was like 502, 505 pace, somewhere in that range. But um, it definitely is, it definitely was more difficult than a tempo down here than a true tempo effort is definitely slightly elevated, but um the whole goal of it is just to try to stay relaxed in a more in a tough state and then once we get down here tempos aren't as much of the focus so it's a little bit easier at pretty much a similar pace but um and then we're hitting a lot of harder interval work 
but that's kind of templates at Big Bear. So a bit more of a fun question, Leo. You were talking about how you and Sean were were laughing about the bad chicken parm. Was there a specific meal at Big Bear that stood out as being really good and everyone in the house enjoyed it? Mm, I think I was a pretty decent cook. What do you think? I think, I don't know. What about 4th of July? Was that good? So you're just trying to get me to say your meal was the best. Okay, I don't know. I'm just saying I worked very, very hard in that kitchen. And I mean, we have a lot of guys that can cook just fine, but I mean, there were also actually, I shouldn't say it. Some of the guys were pretty much, were pretty bad. There was one guy who made hamburgers and he seasoned them with, was it cumin? Yeah. <laughs> he just covered them in cumin. And then he was like, oh yeah, cumin's the best hamburger seasoning. <laughs> they were disgusting. I don't even think Sean ate any of them. It, it was terrible. But I think the 4th of July meal was good. What do you think? Yeah, that was really good. I think. Was yeah. Good. Wait, yeah. so what'd you make for that meal? Um, Let's think. I had... That that weekend, my girlfriend was visiting, and we also had some of the coaches and stuff. So we had a couple people in the kitchen working, and we made mashed potatoes, which turned out really good, super fluffy and creamy. They were delicious. Um, we kept the hamburgers simple, but I, I grilled them because I wanted them to be nice and juicy inside because, um, I don't know, sometimes people just leave them on forever just to be safe. But um, so we did, like, ham- we did the mashed potatoes, the cheeseburgers, um, we also did some baked beans. Um, and in general, it's just that like we, we, it wasn't like complicated. It was just a matter of like trying to execute it, like whatever we did, make it good and make enough. So then everyone was like super satisfied with the meal. And I think it turned out really good because I don't know. So I'm maybe I'm kind of picky, but I just wanted something. I wanted to make something that everyone would really enjoy to celebrate the occasion. And I think it turned out pretty good. What'd you think, Lex? No, I think it turned out very good. It was delicious. Great way to celebrate the 4th of July. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is one day we won't have the call room with Lex and Leo. It'll be some like cooking podcast. That's that's going to be the next series on the running effect. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I need to cook more for that. I, have to bring <laughs> on. Yeah. I cook my most in Big Bear. So kind of diving into this upcoming season, just a little bit of an outline, of course, as we record more of these episodes throughout the season, we'll have more to talk about from uh, training, workouts to specifically races, races that you guys are doing. So my just beginner question for you guys is what is your outlook on this upcoming cross country season, knowing what you guys did last season? And then in addition to that, if you don't mind sharing, what are some goals you have for yourselves personally, but also for the team as a whole now in your kind of leadership roles? Okay. Well, I think that um, from a team standpoint, things might look a little bit different without Sean. By that, I mean, a lot of people are going to really have to hold themselves accountable because they won't have Sean, um, you know, really saying, you got to do this, you got to do that. You know, they have to do it themselves, which is going to be tough. So it's harder to predict how things will go. We'll have to see how people shape up. But we have a lot of people that are really committed to working hard. So I think, I mean, we'll be, I think we'll be doing pretty well as a team. But, um, individually it's going to be a lot of fun i mean lex and i both we we run we do all our runs together workouts everything and we love pushing each other and i don't think we've ever really had any like super competitive like nasty competition it's really just friendly because like i don't know if lex beats me in a race i'm happy because it means that i'll i probably ran faster as a result of it you know so we're really excited for a season of competing with each other and hopefully you know leading the pack and trying to get maybe a national championship or something right i think so that's definitely the goal you know we just got to make sure that we do a good job of setting a good example, you know, for other guys, the younger guys, maybe joining the team to follow. And yeah. I think the season would definitely, it's definitely going to be different, but I think it'll still be very, very exciting. 
Yeah, definitely. So what are some key races you guys have outlined on the schedule that in particular excite you to run those? Ooh. Um, we don't know exactly what our season is going to look like, but I think the biggest thing is the end of the season. And, well, the state meet. I'm super excited for the state meet yeah. because I think I actually, I personally love Woodward Park as a course. It's really tough. Um, it's pretty grueling, but it's a lot of fun. And I think, like, really going for it there is a super exciting experience. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the state meet because we can do just that and we can do it together with our team and on the field of trying to beat other people and other individuals in the race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing about that park is that like the atmosphere and just state cross country in general for people listening is it's like just such a fun atmosphere and it's so loud. Mm-hmm. So what do you think makes the sport of cross country special? Obviously, you do indoor track and outdoor track as well. So what are some things you think make the sport unique and special that make you look forward to it every single fall? Hmm. I think I think like the excitement around like big races like that, like I love like that's one reason why I love Woodward Park is like it's just so packed sometimes like you get spectators like lining the path forever just to watch and like it's so exciting everyone's cheering um yelling screaming like it's super exciting and then you finish the race and it's just mobs of people to see of people wanting to watch the race and I feel like being able to go somewhere like that and put on and kind of just like put on a show in that sense is like super exciting I think it's awesome for the sport one final question for you guys before I let you guys go um what excites you most about this upcoming series that we'll be doing all the way through December? And uh, yeah, what are what are some things about this series that excite you? I'm really excited because I think it's going to take you, the viewers, through this unique perspective, you know, of our running. You've seen our YouTube videos. Probably a lot of you have. Uh, you probably A lot of you follow us on Instagram. You probably follow the running effect on Spotify. But now you're going to get to see this inside view of kind of us before the season, during the season, and, you know, after every race, you know, or you're going to, I guess, listen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it should be, I mean, we're going to kind of, it allows us to kind of dive deeper with just, uh, with dialogue into what we actually, how we feel and, you know, what's going on. Whereas in our videos, you know, it's mostly just video, you know, it's, we don't, we talk a lot, but not as much. So we really get to do a deep dive in this and it's going to be exciting. Like the videos are so visually orientated that you don't really get to hear a lot of us talking other than like narrating the basics of what's going on. And then this is going to be, it's completely just dialogue and it's going to be really, really good because it's just uh, honest conversation about what's going on. It's going to be super like informative, I think. For sure. Guys, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. The first episode is in the books and I can't wait for the future ones in the coming uh, months and weeks. Um, If you're a listener, stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and share with it with your friends on social media and all that fun stuff. But for now, Lex and Leo and Dom out. We'll catch you all in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Call Room with Lex and Leo Young. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. You guys can give us a five-star review on Spotify so that we can attract new listeners. And also subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode when it comes out. And then one last thing, the series is presented by Morton. You can go in the show notes of this episode or the link in my description on my Instagram, The Running Effect, to check out all of their incredible products. So until next episode, peace out. Peace out.